welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the manga podcast where every week we read every chapter of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And this week we read Dragon Ball Volume 5, because it's been too long since we read Dragon Ball, and the Mm -hmm. debt was due. Mm -hmm. This is actually a pretty decent volume of Dragon Ball. Yeah, it's not bad. Before we get to that, though, we have Shonen Jump without One Piece. Or My Hero. I was going to say, or Despair, but... (laughs) Uh, no, th- this chapter, this uh, volume definitely had despair. It did. Uh, I spoiled myself on the despair, too. Gotcha. Um, because some, ran- I don't remember what series now, but one, maybe it was Mission Years of Kura, one that is very, very regular, had uh, two weeks until next chapter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I better check and make sure that it's not just skipping Shonen Jump next week, because this is gotcha. not like One Piece or My Hero. And I went to Tenmaki Cinema, and there was nothing there. And I was like, oh, that's ominous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shonen Jump did us dirt, especially did me dirty when I was because re- I like I didn't spoil myself. See, I I still had hope throughout it. I'm like, well, maybe it's called movie one continued. Yeah, that implies more, right? I I still had hope as well. Do retry tricked me. Yeah, do retry feels like it's super over too, right? Yep. I, I was going to talk about that when we got to it, but Tenmaki Cinema feels like the arc is over, and do retry feels like the series is over. Yes, but somehow the opposite is true. Yes, and that like that in like, I literally have that in my notes of why can't I have nice things? Especially because I read do retry first and was like, okay, do retry's ending. Like that makes sense. Probably not doing that well. To be continued. That's weird. And Tenmaku Cinema is like the second to last one in the book or like the you know, the the lineup of how we were reading it. And I got to it, I was like, why? Why can't I have nice things? I think Deary Try is probably over. We'll see. It could be one of those major time skip arc shift things. Let's, we, you know, we're on the bubble. Let's majorly try to restructure. Mm-hmm. I could see that. But it also has like, oh, we're going to go into an epilogue energy to me. Mm-hmm. Or maybe at the last second they switched it on them and said, Maki said it was ending and Deary Try is continuing. And both manga are like, what? <laughs> I already submitted the chapter. What do you mean? Like, it- <laughs> I don't think it goes that far. No, I I just I like the idea of no. Sorry, you're ending early, but I I I already submitted. Like it's already at the printers. Yeah, we're just changing that. Uh, yours now says the end afterwards. I mean, Ten Maku Cinema I think did a really good job of it feeling like the ending, but not feeling like the ending. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, do we? Do we just want to talk about Tenmaki Cinema since we are? Sure. Let's. I mean, I like I said, I think it did a pretty good job of feeling both like the ending and like not. I like the final panel. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying last week, it feels like it should continue with him being like, hey, I want to go into movies. And her be like, yeah. dummy, I want to be in your next movie. Yeah. No, I, I was really expecting this to be, like you said, this was the ending to the arc of, cool, they made their independent film. Now he's going to maybe have a minor time skip to graduate into like going to film school or something like that. I don't know exactly how that works over in Japan. I don't know if they have like, you know, collegiate level. I mean, I'm, I would assuming they were, but I'd, I'd... It also seemed like that other director was offering him not a job necessarily, but some sort of path. Maybe, maybe like, you know, an internship or something like that. So like that was my entire thought was, okay, they're done with like, we made the shore. Here's my independent movie arc. And then we're going to go on to, I'm going to become an intern with this director, or I'm going to start going to film school or something like that. Like, hey, I won the competition. Sweet. And then it just ended. And I'm like, I mean, why can't I have nice things? Well, because we have a Katabanashi and a Blue Box in this mug, in this magazine, Kevin, and they can't have this too. 
I think, yeah, I think there's a bit of that as well as the fact that while I want this, do Japanese eight-year-old boys want this? And probably not. Yeah, and like I said, I think there's room for stuff like this in Jump, but I think we're kind of full. Mm-hmm. I, it's similar to Do We Try. I'm expecting that to end because Master, Marshall Master Asami scratches such a similar spot, but does, does it, it a bit yeah, better, I think. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's true of this, too. And while I certainly want more stuff like Tenmaki Senpai, mm-hmm. the one thing I didn't like about the chapter is i feel like the writer credit doesn't quite land like i really? know what they're going for but i feel like that should almost be the moment they end on it should be that strong oh, that's and I, fair and i thought like oh that, that's nice of him to do this this vlog is definitely over is what i thought when i read that but mm-hmm. i it does it's not as strong as i wish it was okay i still really liked it that's, I, my, that's my only real criticism of gotcha the ending of it Back to the start, we have a brand new series. Time for us to get some new things to hate slash Mm -hmm. get invested in and then watch die on the grapevine. Yeah. Starting with Mama Yu Yu number one, The Day I Became a Hero. What did you think of this, Kevin? Because if stories are just collections of tropes, and they're not, this is way more a collection of tropes for you than it is for me. Yep. So the first thing is uh, this is a one-shot. It says to be continued. I know it says to be continued. Okay, we're on the same page. Yep. This is a one-shot in the fact that it ends. Like yeah, This is a one-shot that accidentally is a series. Yeah. Maybe they didn't tell this creator either. Like, cool, see you next, <laughs> see you next All right, chapter. here, let me submit this cool one-shot. What do you guys think of my world? All right, cool, it's getting a series. Um, I wish you would have told me so that I could have put any kind of plot hook in this at all because the story is done. Yeah. No, 100% on the same page with you there. Like, so, it, you know... It's some interesting stuff, the parallel universes thing. It's a reverse isekai, but not in the way that a fantasy hero gets isekai into a modern setting in a way of this is a fantasy world and somebody from a different, harder fantasy world has been isekai into, into it. it. Yeah. But then that guy dies. So. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so maybe other people might show up, but because there's no like dangling plot threads or anything like that, this is just a one shot like i'm going to have to wait and see to what what's the story going to be like all right cool this guy had a i now know what it is to be a hero and it's like that's a good revelation but where like there's no threat for you to fight or goal for you to achieve you it's just basically like basically the same as the end of like goodbye airy right yeah. which is a one shot and is a contained story so as a one shot out assuming it was which mm-hmm. as we said it's not but judging it by that metric what did you think of it I thought it was pretty good. Like I like the I've always kind of liked the the subversion of the Hero Demon King thing. I I like when they do stuff sort of similar to this where it's like, yeah, I'm the Hero and the Demon King, but there's peace. Like and like the Demon King has decided, why would I fight? Like what you know, what will fighting achieve? Why like for some reason the Demon King has decided I don't need to be evil right now. And so the hero has nothing to do because he's like, I'm literally destined to fight the Demon King, who is my mom. <laughs> I like that dynamic a yeah. lot. I don't usually love the lit RPG or isekai thing, as you know. I think here there's a lot of good metaphor they get out of it, which mm-hmm. is my biggest frustration with that is usually it's just power fantasy mm-hmm. and they don't do anything with the tropes. This one is a lot closer to what I want, but in a way that makes it frustrating a lot of times when I feel like it would fall short. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it would go into things where I'm like, oh, this is not the most interesting thing they could do. Mm-hmm. Like, when the other heroes is like, I'm going to be evil now. I'm like, ah, uh, I mean, I guess if if this is a series, we need to, oh, you're dead, too? So, like, we don't even get anything out of this long term? Yep. 
So I have that frustration as well. 100% that was my thought. And like I said, I'm less disposed to like this than you. And I'm extra frustrated because it didn't just have the one-shot feeling in that it's a self-contained story and it's that it's over. It also had that one-shot feeling to me of this needs another draft. Like, mm-hmm. this is close to being something really, really good, mm-hmm. but it's not quite there yet. And you would get that. I mean, One Piece famously had two soft reboots, right? Yeah. It had three chapter ones before they really got there. Yep. And, like, if this was one of those, I could see it being a really great city series. Because, like I said, it's got a lot of metaphor. It's got a lot of stuff that's almost there. Yeah, yeah. That's just not quite all the way yet. And that's really frustrating to me. And I think I'm going to end up hating this series for that reason. In a way that, like, it's not going to be worse than me and Robocow, but I'm going to put it below it because I'll be more frustrated with this. No, that's totally fair. And, you know, for me with all my, like, you know, yes, I like Isekai and Lit RPG. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to like this situation oh. either. Well, which is why I opened up yeah, with, yeah. you know, stories are not just a collection. Of yes. Stories. So, yeah, kind of frustrated with this chapter in general as well, because it's like, you know, especially with being hit with, like, this weird Shonen Jump in general where... Like, from the overall standpoint, no One Piece. Tenmaku Cinema got canceled. Dewey tries getting another week, even though it seemed like it ended. Like, yeah. it even had a good ending point. I mean, it might have been a thing where they he knew he was on the bubble. He didn't expect to make it, and then he got a sudden spike in this last arc. Possibly. It's, it's one of those weird things we, we talk about with Shonen Jump. Yeah. Like, you don't know. It's a job. Unless you're One Piece or My Hero Academia, right? you always have to be ready to be canceled next week. Mm-hmm. Which drives some series to greatness others it just makes awkward things like we talk about Hellward and Higuma all the time and yep. how that series still hasn't ended and how that series still hasn't ended despite the fact that the last chapter was two years ago yep versus other things end very succinctly and Deary Try feels like it was like okay I'm gonna go out on you know finishing my story the way I wanted oh I have more I, I guess I'll pivot yeah but yeah, I totally agree with you. It's just frustrating because it's not the sacrifice we wanted. Yep. Speaking of sacrifices, next we have Sakimoto Days 134, The End. What did you think of Sakimoto Days this week, Kevin? This is fine. It ended up going very high for me, and I was like, when I noticed how high, I was like, oh no. But the reason is this joke at the end, I think, is genuinely very funny. Mm-hmm. When they're they're in an eBay bidding war, and the guy shoots Sakamoto's laptop with a sniper rifle from yes. like six blocks away. Yes. I am not letting you make it. I'm not letting you get there. That that was very funny. Other than that, all the other stuff felt very beat up. Like, oh no, this can't be Sakamoto's gun. Someone has already submitted Sakamoto's gun for yeah submission well i i kind of like how that went because he was like okay so first off we generally don't accept last minute <laughs> submissions to a thing like this thing is premiering next week <laughs> and so he's like normally we don't submit that and you're the second person to submit the gun and i like that shin's just about to be like this is sakamoto how could it somebody else have his gun <laughs> yeah mostly it's that laptop joke yep. that put it so high for me fair uh, next, we have Marshall Master Asabi, round 12. Jeremy didn't write the name of it down. <laughs> Weird name for a chapter, but I feel like I'm being called out for some reason. I like this chapter a lot more than the last one. I'm kind of surprised how quick we're getting into this underground martial arts tournament, mm-hmm. but it puts the last chapter into better perspective, I think. Yeah. I really like his relationship with his coach, for lack of better word, too. Yeah, I like that, too, where he's like, well, I have to do this, so... His coach being like, no, you will not be able to represent the gym. He's like, all right, well, 
I'm sorry, but I'll have to leave the gym. As much like as much as I love being here, I need to do this. And if you won't let me do it, that's fine. Like I understand, but uh, it sucks that I won't be able to rep you. Yeah, and him like sort of be like, okay, well, free conditions. Two of them are totally reasonable. One is you spar my friend off panel. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to say about it? Nope. Next, we got Blue Box One Sixteen. It's rude, which was pretty good. I mean, kind of fine, kind of beatish. I was, again, surprised at how high it went on my list. I, I wasn't. I really liked it. Kind of that that thing at the end. Like, I like Taiki, like, coming to the realization of how he feels about all of this. Like, he was sort of waffling on, you know, a, a little bit of his, like, his motivation more, I guess. So, rather than just being, I want to get to Nationals, he's kind of found, like, I want to, I want to be... A, like I want to be the guy that can make it to nationals rather than just making it to nationals if that makes any sense. Yeah. So I, I liked that and that also like the the end with the one guy being like, Yeah, don't think we need to worry about Taiki being a tortoise. He's more of like a badger. <laughs> you don't give a fuck. Yep. I don't have much else to say on it, honestly. Fair. Next we have a Kanabanashi story seventy seven, I'm burning up, which honestly I also don't have much to say about. Yeah, it's more of this guy, and like I said, it's kind of my—he might be my least favorite character in a Katabanishi, mm-hmm. <laughs> including like I don't know, guy who sold her a thing once. Uh, that's fair. I think like you know, this is just kind of that transition from we had the we had the emotional moment of Akani isn't as good as or I'm not as good as Akani, and then he's gonna go do some, some secret training, you know, off screen, and then we have Akane transitioning into whatever the next thing is going to be. Yeah, I just like I said, it's connective tissue that I I just want to get on to the next thing. No, it's totally this, fair. This whole I get arc didn't do it for me. I I liked it a bit more, but this is the transition to the next one, so it's kind of like, eh. At least it was brief. That's about yeah, yeah. all I can say on it. Next, we have Mission Yuzakura Family Mission One Hundred Ninety Three. The twins grew up. <laughs> Part of me also thought we were doing another time skip. Not actually. Yeah. We haven't really had one of these fun light chapters since the twins were introduced. So what did you think? I liked Kevin? it. I thought it was really cute and funny with the the twins being grown up and like all of the Yozakuros just like losing their minds about it. I liked it. It really emphasized for me how this is the new meta and now the twins are here and this story is about them. And I don't hate that, but I don't love it either. I mean, that's fair. I, I like it, so... I also like that they also kind of gave them uh, an out of, well, this is like, you know, I basically magically aged them, but in reality, they will probably change slightly. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. No, I, like, like I said, I all, liked it. This all felt very much, like I said, like one of those light chapters yeah, yeah. we would get. And the, those were the things that we really liked about Mission Yuzakura family, right? Mm-hmm. But I just mostly liked this one. Mm-hmm. And it's a premise that I think is strong, so... I feel like that says bad things about my enjoyment of the manga going forward, but it seems like it's continuing to be successful, right? It's almost to 200. Yep. Very few things have gotten that far since we started Shonen Jump. Yep. Like, what has Black Clover, One Piece, and My Hero survived, right? Yep. Demon Slayer made it that far, I think. It did. Uh, Demon Slayer, we came in on the tail end of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really counting it, but yes. My my point, like stuff that started since we gotcha, started. Yeah. It's like it's just that, right? I, I'm not forgetting something. I don't think so. Me and Robico is strangely close. Yeah, but I don't count them. <laughs> I'd rather blink them from my memory. 
We already talked about Tenmaki Cinema. So mm-hmm. last but not least, we have Elusive Samurai, Chapter 125, Reunion 1337. I liked a lot of this chapter. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a little bit more spark, and I'm not sure what that would be. But I, I like Fair. I like what the trump card was. I like the historical note about how this isn't technically historically inaccurate. No one knows what happened to this guy after this. Yep. He's a character I like, and so that was like a cool thing. And I like a cyborg showing up to save him yes. that was foreshadowed earlier. Yes, I, I thought that was very cool. So I, I, I really liked a lot of this as well. I don't know that I have much more to say on it, though, unfortunately. That's fair. Uh, so shall that take us to Jump Card? Yeah. Card's the segment in which we rank everything from Shannon Jump, from our least favorite up to our favorite. Only 18 this week. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number 18, Kevin? I have Cypher Academy at 18. Fair. I didn't think it was good, and I'm the guy who like will go on and on about so many JLA comics assist them looking at photographs, deciding who to recruit. <laughs> uh, but there were no photographs here, so I liked it a little bit yep. more. It's mostly that I thought there was some stuff that really sucked this week. I got and, you. Uh, Cypher Academy, honestly, is on that list. but uh, No, that's fair. Like This is the sort of transition-y bubble chapter I want, especially with a series which is l- with as weirdly large a cast as Cypher Academy has. Mm-hmm. Even though we don't super care about them all, I kind of like the idea of like, okay, who do we want on this mission? How- who are we going to narrow down? Gotcha. Um, I have new ways at 18. Fair. Because it sucked, dude. It's my number 17. I agree. I have me and Rebecca at 17. Okay. Because I did not find the bit funny at all. Same. It's my number uh, 16. Well, that's where I put Cypher Academy. Gotcha. So. so. All all the trash down at the bottom. Uh, what do you have at trash number 15? That's where I have I said Gil. Same. They're just kind of in the troll forest now with another random dude that doesn't get introduced. Yeah. And was his aunt always a troll? Did I just miss that? I, I remember uh, her being like a sorceress, but I don't remember the word troll coming up. And I actually kind of like the depiction of the trolls here, but yeah, that's so do not I. how she was drawn at all or yeah. what her vibe seemed to be. Well, do you mean the the one on the ice island when we yeah. first met? That's a different person. Oh, it he, is? Ca- he called her auntie. Okay, I assume they were the same person. No, that might be on me. So the way the way I read it, of uh, apparently he had like a troll. I guess he called her his auntie troll. Uh, I'm guessing she was the one who took care of him while his dad was out doing shit. Okay, that makes more sense. It's- and then he called the lady auntie because he just landed on that island and then was like forced into her service. So he called her auntie. Is I guess yeah. Well, okay. I I feel like that could have been more clear. It might be on me. Eh, nah, it, that's fair. Like I said, they, we literally just get thrown into this with another like. And here's another character. Who is he? We'll figure that out later. Not not a good way to just toss me into the situation. What do you have at fourteen? Fourteen is where I put do retry. Same. Um, if it said the end at it, I think it would have gone higher because yes. this has such a the end energy. Yes. And it's so weird when it's not the end. Yeah, I was I was legitimately confused. I'm like, what else? Is, like, you already have the epilogue of he's like this he's, chapter is an epilogue. Yeah, I was like, he's got uh, you know, they he wins. They have the time skip. He's getting into boxing. 
you know, his sister got better, his dad's around, but like doing the Peace Corps thing to try and make up for like his sins. All of this like should have culminated into, all right, that was a good ending. And then it's continuing next week. How? Yeah. Totally agree on all points. What do you get at 13? 13 is where I put the Ichinose family. This kind of just seems to be more of the same thing. Like (laughs) It is Ichinose family, right? Yeah. And so it's like, all right, we're going back to Tokyo. And I'm like, I remember when this thing started with him, like, moving it dimensions into an ad. And, like, I, I get that this is, like, you know, he's still in his coma dream or whatever. But I was like, I literally remember this arc started with him, like, moving, like, diving into a TV screen ad. I see. I didn't take that as dimensional travel. I see. See what you mean there. I took it as physical travel through a TV, which is still weird. But gotcha. I didn't see it as him going a level deeper. If that makes sense. That's fair. Although I think that's a fair reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Each Inosi family will continue until people stop voting for, for it. In their top three, and I feel like you're you're only voting Each Inosi family one or not voting for it. <laughs> And that's fair. Nothing in Shonen Jump is like Ichinose family, right? Yep. There's no competition for whatever it is. No, that is true. I got Kill Blue at 13. Okay. I didn't dislike this chapter. Some of it's good. Just as a person with a, let's say, an interest in hypnosis. That's not how hypnosis works, bro. Yeah. And look, I know it's Shonen Manga. It's perfectly acceptable for a Shonen Manga version, but that's not how hypnosis works, bro. It's the Dragon Ball hypnosis we get this week is more how hypnosis works. Yep. And Akira Toriyama did that in the 80s. Yep. What do you have at 12? 12 is where I put Mama Yui, or Yu Yu, however you, because if this had been billed to me as a one-shot, I would have liked it probably a little bit more than I did when it was to be continued. I'm like, again, just like with Dewey Try, how? (laughs) Yeah, I have each and every family at 12. Okay. What do you got at 11? Well, 11 is where I put Kill Blue. Like... I didn't have that hypnosis yeah, hang up. I think if I didn't, that's about where I would have put it. Yeah. And like it was bits of it were fine. Eleven's where I have Jujutsu Kaisen. Fair. There's stuff I liked about it, but it, I feel like this, like there was, there was a fight. There were fight drawings in this, but I feel like the story was all in the words telling me what happened yep. in that Gojo one. And I'm like, okay, I guess. Well, and it's also Itadori saying that Gojo one, not oh, Gojo oh. or. Right, right. And I, so there's room for it not to be true. Yeah, I, I accept that. But like that that's where we are in the story, right? Yes. Is that it appears Gojo has won. Yes. But I only know that because the words told me. No, I, I totally get you. I feel the same way. So I have uh, Undead and Unlock at number 10. All right, cool. So we have more rip <laughs> shenanigans. Yeah. Sure. Like I said, got to get the whole band together eventually, <laughs> including that guy who's in the title. Yep. I got Mama Yu at 10. Okay. What do you have at nine? That's where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. Some of the fight drawings were kind of cool, but they were, yeah, I agree. A lot of it was like, um, all right, well, I got to read the footnotes in order to understand what the hell is happening. <laughs> and they're not like, hey, see Marvel 2 and 1 number 9. Yep. I, I got Undead and Lock at 9. Okay. What do you have at number 8? That's where I put Mission Ozakura. Same. I thought it was cute and fun. I liked it, so. Same, I, yeah. Yep. What do you have at 7? That's where I put a kind of Banashi. Same. <laughs> it's just kind of like a transition-y chapter, so. Yeah. What do you have at 6? Six is where I put Sakamoto Days. Ah, uh, we don't match up anymore. 
I think I think you just you liked the joke uh, at the end more than I did. I certainly. Although I also like when I look at my number six, I'm like, oh, this is this high, and I look, I'm like, yeah, it's better than everything below it, and worse mm-hmm. than everything above it. But six is where I have Witch Watch. Okay, which is like it's a good chapter of Witch Watch, but it's just kind of some fight stuff. Fair. It's right for where we are here. I like that they have a like long term plan. I like the stakes of mm-hmm. it and the tension it brings up. But I didn't think it was excellent. Mm-hmm. What do you have at five? Five is where I put Witch Watch. Yeah, that's where I put Sakamoto Days. Gotcha. What do you have at four? That's where I have Martial Master Asami. I liked it. You know, I like this stuff with how we're going. Something about the colored belts threw me for a loop. I mean, as someone who did Taekwondo, that is that all. I, I know. I don't how- know how Brazilian Jiu Jitsu works. But that all if I were like, oh, yeah, that's that's about how belts work. I I can't remember if, because that's the thing is I don't know how Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu works. I, I thought they had something with uh, bands on your belt denoting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know they could, it, You could have gotten details wrong. I have no idea. Well, I, I could have the details wrong because, like, I don't, I don't know. But, like, for Aikido specifically, there are no, there are two colors of belts. You are white belts and then you're black belts. <laughs> Some of it is, I'm not five. I don't need a pretty colored belt yeah, yeah. every time I... As someone who did Taekwondo when they were young and has considered doing it again as a fitness thing, I also don't feel like I would want that. Although, on the other hand, there is some, like, the, like the slow bit of progress, I think, would help with discouragement or, like, would be something to go to. Like, I know I'm not going to be a black belt tomorrow, but maybe well, if I try, I could be a blue belt or whatever well like uh in aikido we still have ranks like you still test it just instead of a belt i get a certificate that's like i am third q now so i like still have the exact same goals you just don't get another like so i i I, I am just very childishly imagining like an achievement that you pick up you open your achievement menu and it's (laughs) yes so it's like you know that that's what it is so instead of the colored belt you get like i get a certificate yeah, and, uh, and I don't know how Brazilian jiu-jitsu works, and I didn't read I. the manga notes. There could be his note for this week could literally be, "Hey, that's not how belts work in Brazilian jiu-jitsu," but it is for child martial arts, where what the audience would be reading. So I changed it yeah, for the audience. Maybe that's what it is, or maybe that is how it works in BJJ, and they do only have the the five grades of because like almost every martial art has white black belt, but like they tend to change how they do it. Yeah, they they change what's in the middle. Yeah. Because like I know Taekwondo goes like white, yellow, green, blue, brown, black. I want to say there's a red in there as well. There might be a red in there. I think I don't remember if red is before or after brown. It's been a while since yep. I was in Taekwondo. Anyway, I I got Tenmaki Cinema at four. Okay, bit bummed out by it ending. That certainly influenced where it's here. And like I said, I feel like it missed on the writer credit. Fair. I thought it was good though. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number three? Uh, three is where I put the elusive samurai. Is good. I liked it. You know, I liked. The cyborg lady showing up at the end with her new and improved leg sword. <laughs> and like an arm claw. Yeah. She's f- a full Mortal Kombat <laughs> character now. Yes. I got blue box at three. Okay. We got it two. Two is where I put Tenmaku Cinema. You know, as pissed as I am that it's ending, I thought it had a very good ending. So. Two is where I put Martial Master Asami. Okay. Uh, in contrast to blue box and Tenmaku Cinema, I feel like I had forward momentum. And Fair. I really liked it. What do you have at number one? And then I have Blue Box at number one. Like I said, I like that ending with Taiki kind of like figuring out his stuff through battle, essentially. And the, the joke about, uh, yeah, I don't think we need to worry about him being a tortoise, man. If anything, I'm the tortoise. I have Elusive Samurai at one. Okay. I feel like I had the most moments per chapter, which is Fair. not the thing I usually measure it on. But we have the conclusion to what was happening last week we didn't go over. We have the halting mm-hmm. momentum. We have the 
what's in the box? Yes. And then we have the rescue at the end. I think it just worked better than anything else this week. Fair. So we read Dragon Ball Volume 5 this week, as Mm -hmm. said earlier, and we'll talk about that after the break. All right, Volume 5 of Dragon Ball. What did you think, Kevin? I thought, like, this is probably, you mentioned it earlier, but this is probably the best volume of Dragon Ball I've read. Because, like, we don't have any of the weird pervy stuff. I mean, we have, like, a mention of it, but, you know, we don't have any of those, like, we have some silly jokes with, like, Goku doing monkey style, but that's just, like, fun silliness, not... There's a lot of silly jokes in this, which I'll get to in a moment. But, yes, there's nothing that makes me roll my eyes. Yep. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Master Roshi is banished to uh, back of the character island for a while. Mm-hmm. We're getting into the Red Ribbon stuff, which is probably my biggest blind spot in Dragon Ball. I yep. know the beginning pretty well, and I'm pretty familiar with the Tien and Piccolo stuff at the end of Dragon Ball. And Dragon Ball Z, I know like the back of my hand. Yeah. No, I, I'm the same way. I, I know next to nothing about the Red Ribbon I've, stuff. I've seen it once in the anime and read it once in the manga, but it doesn't stick the way a bunch of other stuff does. I think in large part because it's not a trial one for what Dragon Ball would be, but it's kind of like, it doesn't have the gravitas yet, mm-hmm. is I think the one bit it's missing. Which is odd because it kind of has that in the martial arts tournament, which we wrap up this week, right? Yep. With the end of the Jackie Chun fight, and that's like that feels like a Dragon Ball fight, right? Yeah. It's got all sorts of turns. It ends in a way you don't expect. The only thing it doesn't have is Goku getting up again to keep going after he's beaten, because it's a tournament, and that's not how it works. Yeah. That's the only missing element, though. That's the only thing that's really different between it and the Frieza fight, right? Yep. And you see uh, Kira Toriyama's, I don't want to say contrarianness, rearing its head here. You know the story of out of character of why Master Roshi wins. Do, don't you, Kevin, or do you not? I don't. So they did a, you know how they do character popularity polls yeah, yeah. and all sorts of stuff now. They did a who's going to win the martial arts tournament poll. Mm-hmm. And Goku won by a goddamn landslide. Mm-hmm. The Kira Toriyama said, oh, Goku was going to win, but now he's not. Nice. Uh, which, he backdoors his way into a much better story. Yeah. With Roshi winning to be like, hey, you know, now I've taught you humility. And the joke at the end where Goku's like, yeah, I want to keep fighting strong guys. He's like, I wonder if I could have just said that and skipped all this oh, tournament sk- nonsense and not nearly gotten crushed by a giant monkey and had to blow up the moon. Which made me go, wait, they've done that before. <laughs> like, I forgot because I was like, doesn't Piccolo blows up the moon, right? He does. Although there is, co- at least in the anime and I believe in the manga as well, when Goku goes to train with Kami, Kami removes his tail and restores the moon. Gotcha. And Piccolo blows it up again. I believe it is blown up a third time in the Boo arc with no explanation, though. That's very funny. But that that was my thing of like, has the moon died as many times as Goku has? Rest in peace, Master Carrot. <laughs> <laughs> a thing that Koryam definitely was not thinking about when he blew up the moon. <laughs> but yeah, I think that Jackie Chun Goku fight's really good. Mm-hmm. I, I like the ending as sort of compared to later Dragon Ball fights, as downstated as it is with them both just kicking each other. Yeah. Jackie Chun be like, yeah, my legs are longer, so I got a better kick. 
Yep. I still think the tension of it with Jackie Chun getting up is really good. And while I knew yep. how this story ended, I feel like if you're a reader reading it for the first time, it's genuinely going to be a huge surprise. Yeah. And Toriyama's contrarianism weirdly works. Like, it's the also the reason the spirit bomb never works. People always expect it to. It's like, well, now it's not going to. Yep. Uh, which is dissatisfying in a way, but it's what gives Dragon Ball later fights that epic feeling that they just keep going and mm-hmm. they still get paced really well. Every chapter and in this fight feels like a cool moment mm-hmm. and it feels like something new is happening. Yeah. I was also struck by how dense Dragon Ball chapters are. Most of them are only 14 to 16 pages. Yep. And we complain about that all the time when it happens in Shonen Jump, but most of these feel twice as long as your average Shonen Jump panel or chapter just because of the panel count and how much is going on in them i think and i think that's a lot of the quote-unquote problem with we'll complain about like look a my hero chapter 14 will be all two-page splashes right yeah and it's like some of them look good but a lot of them are like i don't like i don't know what's going on versus dragon ball's got like you know, 10 to 12 panels per page. So it's like, you still have the same panel count as like- Probably more, if we're being honest. Yeah, probably more than a regular chapter. You know, so there's more story fitting in, like, it's essentially like using a smaller font. So it's like, oh, the chapters are smaller by a technical sense, but like there's more words in it, essentially. I was just really struck by it. I think in large part because, as I've noted a few times, I'm reading old American comics. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest difference between reading old American comics and modern manga is that same panel count. Mm-hmm. There are so many panels in old American comics yep. that, that it takes like four times as long to read one as mm-hmm. it does a Shonen Jump chapter. And Dragon Ball feels way closer to that than yeah. modern Shonen Jump stuff. Even though I think two-page splashes are great. Yeah. Dragon Ball packs so much in that I was like, oh, man, I, it's 11 chapters. I, I'm on a time limit. I got less than an hour to read this. I'm like, oh, these chapters are so short, though. But I'm like, oh, but it's taking me so long to read them, which is not really a complaint. I yeah, kind of yeah. got phrased that way. But, you know, when you compare Toriyama and Odai, I like Odai more. But it's hard to argue that Dragon Ball fights don't look a lot better and aren't a lot clearer. Yeah. And I think some of that's the, you know, again, the because he's got the smaller panels, he can't shove as much into each individual panel or will get too messy. So like his art style and the fights are just a lot cleaner in general. Yeah. Controversial opinion. Akira Toriyama, good at drawing fights. (laughs) Uh, This is a point I'm stealing from Chris Sims of Comics Alliance, who has recently reread all of Dragon Ball. But he points out also that Toriyama's action, you never see a hit. You always see the moment right after a dude has been hit. Mm-hmm. And that also adds a tremendous amount of impact to them all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I've, it's kind of similar stuff I've seen uh, people talking about like action scenes, like from uh, stunt coordinators to the fight coordinators to the fighters themselves and like how it's all filmed and how like you can look at something like the Ip Man films, which have like amazing fight coordination. And then you can look at something like uh, the Born Identity with the, the fight in the like it's supposed to feel cramped, but like you can't tell what the hell's going on because like you try and at least what I was seeing was you try and make it look like it's in a comic panel. Like one guy's on one side, one guy's on the other. And then you can use a 180 degree flip in order to like 
imply motion or like help a punch or a kick or whatever attack land better. Like they tend to people stay on the same side of the screen and then flipping them means something rather than if they're just kind of like jumbled together. Like if you were to film two people fighting from a static position, it would probably start looking really shitty when like one guy's back blocks the entire camera as they're like moving around in circles kind of thing. Yeah. Toriyama really get it. Yes. I think one of the reasons Red Ribbon doesn't stand out, though, is that, first of all, it starts with Goku, like, five chapters of Goku just murking guys. Yep. Who don't even get names. And then when we get to the Tower Gauntlet, which is a classic, and I wonder if it was in Shonen manga before this, Mm -hmm. the guys don't really stand out, right? The first dude is a robot, and that's kind of cool, and then there's a ninja. But it just feels like a list of encounters. It feels like he's opening his D&D manual to the NPC section. And like, oh, ninja, yeah. Part of me was expecting him to use his staff to just go to the top. Uh, He kind of does, right? Yeah. But then he has to get, I guess it's not really the top of the tower because he keeps going up. But he has to go inside to find the mayor. Yeah, but like he has to go inside. But like I was expecting him to then just like get up on top of the roof and go down from the top. Like the mayor's (laughs) at the top floor. Like, oh, okay. I'll fight the strongest guy first and then make my way down. (laughs) Did you see the uh, Team Four Star boo bits they did for Dragon Ball Z Abridged? They did not do like an episode, but they did like a bunch of scenes up until Vegeta kills himself. I think I've seen some of them. I've like, I've missed a bunch of, like, I know they're releasing a bunch of stuff and I've missed some of it. I I found like a 13 minute collection, which was great. But there's one, I don't know if you saw it, that when Goku or when Vegeta is trying to get Goku to fight him by blowing up the arena. Mm-hmm. When Shin's like, no, you can't. It'll just make Boo wake up quicker. And Goku's like, and how strong is Boo? And Shin's like, incredibly strong. Okay, Vegeta, we got to do this. No, you don't understand. He can blow up galaxies. And Gohan's like, dude, you are just making it worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. And then also, at the end, the way their fight ends is Goku's like, hey, Vegeta, you feel that? He's like, yeah. New strong guy just dropped. <laughs> Very good stuff. Team Force are good. Another controversial opinion. Yep. Anything else you want to say about this volume of Dragon Ball? Nope. All right, then. That just leaves us with personality power level. Personality power level is a segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. Is there anyone you want to add, Kevin? Because we got Krillin and Roshi and Goku on here. And Bulma. And Bulma. <laughs> Wait, so, like, the issue is, yes, they're not here. Well, like, I mean, th- that's fine. You want to put Yamcha on? We can do that here. Or we can wait until Yamcha gets his leg broken, which I think is the next thing Yamcha does in the story. I kind of don't want to put Yamcha. I was thinking, like, Tien or Piccolo. Okay, or... yeah, we shouldn't do someone who hasn't shown up yet. That that was my thought of, like... We can't put Vegeta on here, right? Yeah, we I can't. I mean, look, if someone's going to beat Homura, it's Vegeta, but I don't think Vegeta's going to Krillin, so probably not... Maybe you do that. Look, I'm I'm willing to debate that. Mm-hmm. But like, we can't talk about Vegeta before Vegeta shows up. Yeah, no, I I feel the exact same way. So I was like, there are people even in even in base Dragon Ball that I want to add. There are uh, two Piccolos. Yeah, <laughs> there's two Piccolos. There's TN Yajirobe. Do you, eh. know, do you know the out-of-character reason why, or the out-of-story reason why Yajirobe exists? No. Oh, well, Toriyama wanted to kill off Krillin because okay. that would be. Big and dramatic, mm-hmm. but he didn't want to put the voice actor out of work. Gotcha. So he's yeah. There's even a line in the manga of like, "Weird, Yeah, Ruby sounds exactly like Krillin." <laughs> nice. Yeah. Toriyama looking out for the little guy. 
You can't kill off the strongest human in in the world. He wasn't at the time. I know. I just I like I was weirdly even before you called this, I was weirdly thinking about I was like, Krillin's just like Krillin's the strongest human yeah. on, on like in the universe. He just so happens to be that uh he hangs out with all of the other stronger people than exactly. him. Who are all aliens. So the Krillin's problem is he strives to be greater. Because he's a Dragon Ball character. Yes. I'm sure we talked about this when we ranked him, but the the, Krill, the point of the Krillin owned count is that should be the Krillin tried count. Yes. Krillin's trying harder than any motherfucker in Dragon Ball. Yes. Except maybe Vegeta at some points. <laughs> yes. And I, I like, I, I love those moments. There's a couple of series like, uh, so I'm a spider now, so what? That has a character that like constantly feels inadequate. Uh, he's still like trying to become stronger, but he's like, ah, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm too weak. And it's, no, you just hang out with the four other people, like the strongest people on the planet. You just happen to be friends with them. So you look at them and go like, I'm so weak. Like, no, you're the fifth strongest person yep. on the planet. But that's just the reality of being in such a competitive field, yes. right? That's the reality of being the 16th best quarterback in the world. Yeah. You're one of the best football players ever, but yes, you know, you're not going to win a championship. No, and that's totally fair, but it just it's very funny to like – I. Like, especially him, he comes off with a lot of the time of, like, oh, I'm, like, you know, I'm not worthy. Or, like, I just, I like those moments of, I don't know if I can handle this. And, you know, when it's the characters just, like, ridiculously powerful because their, like, perception of what what true strength is is warped because they know the strongest person on the planet. All right, then. Next week, speaking of the strongest person on the planet and doing stuff better than Toriyama, we're going to read One Piece Volume 10, because I guess there's a live-action One Piece show that's good, maybe? I Yeah. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt www.lastpodcast.com is our website, where you can check out past episodes on older Dragon Ball or One Piece volumes, as well as my other two podcasts, It's a Gundam and Last Time on Video Games. Anything you want to plug, Kevin? Nope. Have a great week, everyone. Stop.